Howdy, it's me. We're back, John Sherburn and the incredible, awesome, infallible Nightcap Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. If you're here, it means that I have not lost all of my listeners, or after having lost all my listeners, future me does a lot of legwork to get more people back. Either way, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the show. And I hope you're ready for a summer of fun because I'm going to be posting every week, at least once, probably twice. I'm hoping to have two different types of podcasts, longer form, uh, inspirational, bigger, more complex, hour-long stuff. And then doing a little shorter, 20-minute, if you think I'm cool and funny and you're interested Listen, but if no one listens to those, I'm going to cut them and cry myself to sleep or record them and just listen to, them to myself and pretend that other people like them. Either way, welcome to the show. Today, we're going to talk about something that's very interesting. I think it's very hot button right now. Something that's been around for a very long time and that everybody has an opinion on, everybody has a connection to, and everybody has some sort of story to tell. Today, we're talking about religion. So without further ado, I'm going to toss on the theme music, probably do something obnoxious under said theme music, and then we'll get into it. So thank you. See you in a minute. Practitioners of the word of the Lord, praise be to God. I promise, as does the clergy of the church, to produce content every week. I promise to bring you the best, the brightest, and the most intellectual conversations humanly possible. Tis the word of the God. Thanks be to God. This is the word of the Lord. Welcome to the future. Welcome to salvation. Welcome to the tree of eternal knowledge where you shall feast forevermore under the basking glory of this word safe. This is the holy book. This is the word of God. This is the Nightcap Podcast. Alright guys, so today I'm going to be focusing on a little bit of a difficult concept Religion. Um, I'm going to be focusing mostly on Christianity uh, as my active example because it is the religion that I have the most uh, background in. It's the one I'm most comfortable sharing with you guys just because it's what I know most about. Um, So I'm going to default to that. I'm not speaking. If I do speak specifically about Christianity, that's specifically if I say religion in general, it's going to be more broad. I might bring up some other religions here and there, but those are going to be used sparingly just because with them, my best understanding comes from a very like layman's terms and it's very uh, I guess commercialized and biased so I, I don't want to speak on the behalf of that as much because I don't want to I don't want to mislead you guys I don't want to say anything wrong or anything that's more biased than as minimally as possible so uh, I'm going to be focusing a lot on that this big disclaimer this episode is a major uh, opinion episode this episode is not um going to be as based in fact just because with religion there's a lot less fact um religion the cornerstone of religion is faith and faith is Literally, the belief in something that isn't necessarily there. It's the belief that your 
beliefs are going to uh, hold enough weight to make something real that might might not be provable at this current time. So I'm going to talk a lot about today about religion in general, the positives associated with it, the negatives associated with it, how I see it affecting our society today. I hope I did this well because I'd really like to you know get this out there for you guys, and I really hope that I can have a nice conversation about it um, and not get too many pitchforks raised at me. So to talk a little bit about my personal situation, my personal uh, beliefs and things like that, um, just so everyone is, understands where I'm coming from and why I'm going to come from this stuff the way I do come at it. Um, I was raised Christian. I was raised in a Christian household. I wouldn't say anything crazy. It wasn't like an insane Christian household. But, you know, uh, I said prayers at dinner and before bed. I would go to church on Sundays a lot of the time. I'd watch stuff, Christian stuff. Parents would play Christian rock radio sometimes on the radio. So I, I had a pretty good understanding of Christianity as a child. Um, I had a pretty good background and a pretty, it was, it was a major part of my life growing up. So I have the, well, I guess the negative of bias, but the benefit of experience and exposure to religion at a young age and in like my formative years. And I really think it was good for me. Um, because I do think that majority of the tenets of religion are good. Like if, if religion is being taught from a good mentor or a good teacher, it's going to do good things. I think almost every single time. 90% 90% of religions, if it's taught by a good, strong-willed like teacher that's true to the actual scripture and stuff, any religion, most religions are going to have positive end results. Now, when negative people like the Westboro Baptist Church, even if you look at like Christianity and Nazism and stuff like that, like when the bad people get their hands on it, it's a huge, even the Catholic Church at certain times in history, uh, it's a very powerful tool that can be wielded very easily to do negative and do harm. But when it's a good teacher, if, if people that actually have your well-being and well-being of others in mind... I think religion is a really good way to learn about like caring for others and being kind and intelligent in your decisions. And like, it's a really good shaper of uh, minds, I think, especially for young people, again, if taught with good intention in mind. So I was raised as a Christian and I was raised with good Christian morals and all that good stuff. Um, but my opinion on religion and faith has changed. I like to call it faith because I do personally disagree with most religion with capital R. Um, faith I find to be more, per- I mean, faith is more personal. Faith is less about like, I believe in this, that, the other thing. It's, it's more about like your personal understanding of the things that you're taught where religion is what those teachings come from and stem from. Um, so my, re- my religious leanings have waned. I don't go to church. I don't really believe in a lot of what Christianity teaches in a literal way in the way that a lot of the church teaches religion. I think a majority of the benefits of Christianity come from understanding the book in the you know, that the Bible, in case you weren't aware what book I'm talking about, understanding the teachings in that book in a more metaphorical sense, the stories is more uh, teachings. If you think of it more like philosophy, um, it allows you to take away some of the historical aspects of it. It allows me to brush away some of the societal things that have changed a lot. Because if you're looking at it philosophically, you look at it in that lens. Um, I think a big problem with the religious lens is that people... It, it, I'll talk about this more later, but the biggest positive and negative of religion is that it's a kind of a moving thing. Um, the people that believe in it see it as it is truth. It is complete, true word. And so it will never be changed or never need to change meaning, which I think there's a negative seeing almost anything like that. Because unless these guys are true, like unless one of the religions is right and their gods are really the real thing, um, it's always in need of change because if it, if it is indeed man-made, it's always going to be uh, disproven and outplayed. Um, sorry for the little short ramble. 
so yeah, I, I heavily have dissociated myself with the idea of the church and the religion because I don't know. I feel like a lot of it's again not about the religion, more about the society around it. Um, I don't agree with a lot of the of a lot of like when it comes to conservative hardline Christians. I disagree a lot with some of like the gay rights stuff. Like I don't think that it's a sin. I don't think it's a way of life or a choice or a decision. Uh, I think that it is a something you're born with that has nothing to do with, in my opinion, religion. I think that if you look at almost every religion, most teach of equality in like a true sense and like most want, or at least like treating people with equality. Uh, and so I think saying something, I, I don't know. I, I think pers- my personal opinions on religion just don't include anything to do with race, sexuality, gender, any of it. So when it comes to my personal opinion on religion, my big issue with Christianity is that it feels like a very man-made humanistic religion and there are either in most religions, in my opinion, either either very humanistic uh, and individualistic, or they're or the ones that get it right when it comes to like cyclic growth, and they kind of seem to go coincide with nature and stuff, net the natural side of things. A lot of those religions are relatively, in my opinion, outdated, um, and they have, and it shows. So I, I don't know. I'm not going to become a Hindu or Buddhist or anything like that, um, but I think that. For the most part, if anything actually exists out there, if there is really something that made us, there is a lot higher chance that it works within the boundaries of how nature works as opposed to outside of them. Um, everything in this world and in this universe is cyclic. And like if you look at the life cycle, the water cycle, everything exists to feed off each other and grow. Everything exists simultaneously in the, and, and coexists is the big word. Everything coexists except for humans. Humans are the one exception to that rule. And so as a result, we have create, developed a complex the second we noticed. We have developed a complex the second that we noticed that we didn't fit this description. It didn't fit into the idea of, of like a being a part of... A, once we stopped coexisting and we realized we were done coexisting, we started to try to explain why we were coexisting, and this turned into religion. Um, and so to me, I think that's where we went wrong all those millions of years ago. And so when we started viewing ourselves, okay, so, so we're the exception. Something has to have caused it, so there must be something out there that did cause it. And it, for some reason, bestowed upon us the ability to work outside of the bonds of everything else. And that's where it started to me, and that's where I think it went wrong. Because I don't think we exist outside of the cycle of nature. I don't think we exist on a higher plane than other animals. I think the only thing is that's different is that our mind is more capable of understanding. Our mind is capable of understanding, like, I guess think of it as like going meta or like breaking the fourth wall. It's like the comic book superhero that knows that they're in a comic. Like we have the mental capacity that other animals don't, or at least that we can't perceive that they have, um, to understand that we are a part of that cycle. And so we, as a result, we can break out of it. I don't think that makes us not a part of it. I think it just, we are the only creature that's developed to be able to break out of it. Um, so I think that that's our one major flaw that in my opinion has broken almost every single rule um, a lot of this stuff stems from the book Ishmael, which I read. I I don't know if I talked about it or not. I, I know I recorded the podcast and talked about the book Ishmael at some point, but I don't know if it's one of the ones I ended up releasing or not. Um, so cause I do have a lot of unreleased. There's a vault, folks. There is a vault of unreleased footage, and it's really bad. Um, so, yeah, Ishmael is a book that deals with a lot of this kind of stuff, but it deals with the fact that we made a big mistake when we started viewing our development is like we're don't we're not part of this life cycle. We're our own life, and we're gonna make. When we started working against nature to like de- defeat it, like we started working to like gain and like exploit nature, animals and plants and things. And some like 
Native Americans and there's some, you know, tribes in South America and Africa. And there's like certain civilizations that have tried their best to like work within the bounds of nature, like develop their societies around what the needs of nature, but they've all died out. Like all of the main remaining really societies of the world that control things. I mean, they're chopping down millions of acres and trees and they're polluting the air and we're taking over the land and killing the animals and like all that. We're, we have been actively waging war against the world for a long, long time. Anyone that's telling a difference is wrong. Like, if you just look at, like, what our actions, everybody's actions, you can point a finger and say China's worse than we are. You can say that we've come a long way since the 20th century. I don't really care. Um, we are still, in a major way, actively working against the way that the world works. And the world is our home. The world's the thing. The only reason that we're on this planet is because it's here. Um, so it's a, that's a, a big problem that I have with religion is that a lot of times I think religion poses the idea that we are grander than the things around us and I don't think that's fair to say I don't think that's true and so that leads me to my one personal major point the only really major personal opinion that I'm going to have on this episode uh, it brings me to this um, I disagree with Catholicism is because it seems like it was made by a human being it seems to be like if, if aliens came I feel like I would pitch this pitch Christianity as the religion that like explains what humans are the most like it is so clearly based around us that either they either one of two things exists either it's fake and humans made it up thousands of years ago and i've been believing it for thousands of years really sorry christians i know you're all mad but wait there's another option the other option is that christians are completely 100 percent in a literal as a literal way accurate god is like god made us in his image there is one dude out there with a consciousness that created this thing and he created us in his image and wants us to act a certain way either they're dead on accurate or it's the most obvious fake proof that humans made stuff up ever. I don't know which one's true. No one, none of us ever do. None of us ever will. Big issue with the religious argument is that people, atheists and stuff, science and stuff, are, oh, we know, no one knows the answer. So I'm not going to say I know the answer. But those are our two options. If you look at, here's, here's my defense before you get mad. Here's my defense. Or before you get happy, here's my defense. Humans are very, like... We work in a very specific way, right? We perceive justice and fairness and like personal growth. That's we're very individuals at one end, at the other end, very tribal people. But we have a very specific way our brains work, and Christianity works the same way. Think about everything on Earth, right? Everything on Earth is about cycles and growth. Um, the strong survive, weak die, but they feed into they, you know. It's not like the weak get punished for chipmunks get tortured by wolves. It's that they just become part of the ecosystem. Um, humans work a little differently, uh, and all this with our, with our afterlife. Right, we're the only animals to ha have an afterlife, and when we go into the afterlife, when we go into things like heaven and all that or hell, it's punishment or like infinite glory. It's a very you know good old fashioned human. Uh, you know, fight to survive, fight to win. And I don't think that makes a lot of sense. In my mind, there'd be a much more cyclical situation going on. Again, unless God is literally a dude in the sky that has these specific things he wants, it makes more sense for it to be nat natural, cyclical. We become reborn as other things. Or, this is my favorite, I know that's not true because it's way too fictionalized, there's a book called Five People You Meet in Heaven. Um, the Five People You Meet in Heaven is a book about when it's about a guy who dies and, and, and the idea of the book of what heaven is in the book is that when you die you meet five different people who are the most influential people in your life that like were cornerstones in your development and like affected you you're right, you're right and so you die and you see your best your worst qualities you learn you spend however much time it is 
talking to these people and learning and growing from your mistakes and from like understanding why you are the way you are, understanding why the universe is the way it is. And it's these other characters in your life that are there that to explain that to you. Um, and then after that, you're like released and you've, and you've understood everything. So you're no longer evil or you're no longer sad or you're no longer angry and you enjoy life. And it's like a, it's like infinitely playing the favorite, your favorite scene in a TV show ever. Like it's the best, it's your best memory forever kind of thing. Super serene, nice book, right? Oh, great. Um, and I think that makes a lot more sense than an idea like that. If heaven was to exist, really, um, I think it would make a lot more sense for an omnipotent being who created all life as we know it to want to teach us about why we were wrong. Because we, cle- we clearly have free wills or extremely sociopathic, sadistic God. So either we have free will and we make our own decisions or we have a really a God that likes to fuck with us and make us think we have free will. Um, but as long as there is free will, you'd think there'd be a teaching aspect to it. You'd think there'd be a growth aspect. As long as we have the ability to grow and learn, you think that would be the way things would end. So if you died as Hitler, you would spend your time learning why what you did was wrong. And, and it's infinite. It's infinity. So you spend as much time as you need learning why that's evil and sadistic and wrong. However, whether it's a, and, and you learn, oh, and then, by the end of these conversations, by the end of this, whatever it is, I'm not saying that book's right, but by the end of it, you would have learned, Hitler would have learned, uh, some girl named Emma would have learned, an old soldier who sp- stabbed an old woman in the side. They all, everybody equally would learn what they did wrong and right, and they'd become better than human, because human is about bias and learning. So when you take away the perspective and the bias, from the, you're dead now. And then on top of that, you teach them what they did was wrong, and you take their memories and experiences in hand in hand their whole life, and you explain everything to them, there's no more room for evil. And then your spirit shall be free. Wow, that sounds great, right? No. Well, actually, so when I make this Hitler comparison, right, I say, oh, Hitler wouldn't get punished. Hitler would just learn, and then Hitler would be free to be happy forever. How does that make you feel? That makes you feel angry, I'm sure. That makes you feel like, what the, that's not fair. Hitler killed millions. It's not fair that when he dies, Hitler gets to, to, sit around just like everybody else and skimper off scot-free. That doesn't make any sense. That's not right. If you're thinking that, that's exactly why Christianity, in my opinion, doesn't make any sense. Because in Christianity, that's exactly the thought process that go, that that has gone that God has. That is exactly the thought process that the afterlife shows. If you're a bad guy or a bad girl and you do all the things wrong, then you go to hell and you're punished forever. And that's, that makes you feel good as a living person because we're bound to perspective. But you'd think an omnipotent being wouldn't care like that. Especially some of the sins, right? So if I worship another god, I go to hell forever. Ooh, I don't like that's. I'm gonna be honest. That is the tenant. That is the one like piece of religion and Christianity that made me start to doubt my religion and my faith. Is that if I knew Christianity exists, but I chose to worship something else, I would go to hell forever. I don't like that idea from a god. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because why would a God give people free will? God, if God invented everything, he would have given everybody, he gives, he, he, he willingly gave everybody the ability to pick and choose what they believed in. So then if you choose to worship the wrong, wrong thing, then you're, you're, you're condemned. I don't like that. I think that that doesn't make any sense and that no real God would do that. If, if there was a God that cared so much about you not breaking these rules, you delivering the word of the Lord, accepting Jesus Christ as your savior, all that stuff, a God that cared that much, I don't know why I give you free will. Why would you give human beings free will? Why would you care that much? They seem like very human flaws for a God to have, a lot like uh, Greek gods. 
it's not the same thing. It's not as bad as Greek gods. Literally fucking random people drinking alcohol and getting crazy. It's lit- that's a little more, that's like a very literal definition of humans and God. But I feel like our God, if, if you're sorry, not our God, uh, the Christian God seems to be very vengeance-based, justice-based. And it just seems very uh, uncharacteristic to how I would believe that would work. So I, I, I don't know if that was a brief explanation or a long explanation because it's a very complex topic. Um, and, and I'm sure that there are people that are disagreeing with that and having a whole bunch of reasons why what I'm saying doesn't make any sense. But um, that to me is the biggest reason why I think ah, I don't really understand the Christian God because it's just like, what? That, it just seems like a crazy idea to me. Um, I think that everything is cyclical. And so, so should our afterlife. It should, the cycle of our lives should be completed with us understanding that cycle. You know what I mean? It would make that just makes the most sense. Um, and I think that we, as a species, are very self-centered. Um, and, and I think that that shows in a lot of our religious yearnings. Um, so, I guess to wrap up my opinions, my personal opinions on the belief system, I would say that I think that. While Christianity, I'll get into more on societal opinions on Christianity and why it's believable versus not believable, but to me, my biggest issue with the Bible and with Christianity is that it seems very man-made. Now, I'm not saying that means that God doesn't exist. I'm not saying it means he does exist. All I'm saying is that the religion that we that, that, that people that believe in God follow, the, re- the religion of Christianity has turned at some point from the beginning to now into a religion of that's very vengeance based and and I believe the same about Judaism because the Old Testament's Jewish and that's the same it's the same style of God the very God I think there's a good chance that yeah, if God even if God's real it's just that the it's that humans interpreted the word of God humans interpreted humans interpreted this stuff and they turned it into the Bible and so as a result the religion has turned has become very human well I'm not arguing the beginning of that I'm arguing the end now um I also think it's kind of crazy, and this, I, uh, I, I think it's kind of crazy to look at the way we justify Christianity is very strange to me. It's justified by okay, God is real, the things God says are real, Jesus is real, all that stuff's real. Why is it real? It's real because the Bible says so. Why do we trust the Bible? We trust the Bible because it's the word of the Lord, and it says in the Bible that this is the word of God. Okay, so why do we trust the Bible? Because the Bible says to trust the Bible. Okay, who wrote the Bible? Humans wrote the Bible. Okay, so how do you and, and and well, who wrote the Bible? Humans wrote the Bible via God and Jesus' word. Okay, how do you know that God and Jesus' word is what they wrote the Bible off of? Because it says so in the Bible. It's a it's a kind of a circular argument. You also can argue, okay, other people saw the teachings of Jesus, right? Outside of the Bible, other humans gave account. That's still it's a very it's a, we don't have any actual proof. There's no actual the only actual like it's a self-perpetuating cycle, ironically, of humans writing this stuff. It's all human-made, and all the way back to its roots, it's very human. Um, on top of that, you see stuff like these religious artifacts, too, and this is all stuff that enacted by the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church is one of the hugest examples of like a crazy mafia ever, and they've been corrupt for thousands of years. It's insane to me. The Catholic Church is insanity. And so I think that the pro- my other problem with the religion is that people are like, this is true, this is 100% accurate, this is exactly what happened, and I know it because another dude wrote it down. I don't like that, because I personally don't 
find myself believing in things by from other people. Like I need to understand it myself. So it's hard because people they point to all the answers of Christianity. It's pointed to the Bible. Almost every Christian I've ever met, if I ever ask him questions and things, it's about the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. To me, the Bible's not enough, and so I don't like the I don't I don't. That's not enough of an answer for me. It doesn't make me satisfied. So I guess it's gonna wrap up my personal opinions and things. I apologize if it was really rambly. It all makes sense to me because I've thought about this for years. So if if this was, I'm gonna re- listen to this back. If it's gross, I'm sorry. Um, but getting more into some of the modern issues with the religion, Christianity is in a huge weird spot right now. It is in a big transformative phase because more than ever we have seen a lack of um, like support. Uh, Europe has become increasingly secular. Uh, United States has become increasingly secular. And if secular means religious, and I'm saying it backwards, I'm going to be really embarrassed, but I believe secular is when you are a religious more than anything else. And we've become an increasingly non-religious society. Um, and I do laugh as well because I hear a lot of older people nowadays talking about that and saying how it's like the younger generation's fault and it's we're a worse place now. And I do laugh at that because I look at the older generations and I see that they have been practicing a fake Christianity for a very long time. Not everybody, and I'm not like pointing fingers and saying that everyone's fake that believes in Christianity or anything like that. But more and more, we are becoming morally corrupted. And this is due to a lot of different factors. But you see a lot less like actual... I mean, people talk about like good, the good old days in the United States, but that was back when like hate crimes against like gay people and black people and stuff were at an all-time high. That was when a lot of people didn't have rights and that and that's very just not I I if if you call yourself Christian discriminating against anybody, sorry, you're not. Uh, as someone who like learned all this stuff, like you it's about first and foremost being a good person to everybody, no matter what their beliefs are. And so that's that is where I do uh, think it's funny because we've been an a we have been secular for seventy years now at least because of the way that overall societal trends are. I'm not talking about individuals, but as a society, we see a lot more of this anger and hatred that just doesn't make any sense when it comes to if you look at uh, if you look at like the way that's supposed to be. Uh, but I see a major pro and a cons of religion. Um, in society, and and that's I'm, I'm I'm breaking off now into more of a, like how this is in society. I think there's a big, uh, there's a huge positive to having religions in society. I think that it's extremely positive for development to have a religion. This has been proven like dozens of times. If you look at if you've t- ever taken any sort of history class, you've ever taken any sort of like a s- uh, cultural development class or any sort of like civilization class you will learn that religion is one of the most important parts of it. It's more it's as important as, as infrastructure and government. Um, religion is one of the main things that's held together society as a whole. Um, societies, and, and societies for a very long time are isolated. Like civilization was like Mesopotamia, Egypt, China, individual societies. And the only reason they didn't completely collapse and fall is because there was a religion in place because religion unifies people. Um, and so it's a lot easier to have a functioning society when everybody agrees. Um, and so religion has served as this, um, as my dad puts it, moral yardstick. I love that phrase. It has been a moral yardstick forever. Um, now, this is a yardstick. A moral yardstick does not mean it's a, a, a you know stone tablet that says we are a good civilization. More people than not have used religion for bad than good. Um, because while it's a yardstick, it's a yardstick that has been used to manipulate and... 
uh, bring falsity for a very long time. But the when used correctly, religion is this pillar in the middle of a civilization where you, as an individual and as a society, can for all, can always look at it and say, like, am I acting in accordance to this religion? And if I'm not, I'm making a mistake. It's very important to have that moral yardstick, whether it's a religion or something else, to have one document or one written set of rules that you have to live by um, to be a good person. Because when you see laws, like in the United States and stuff, we look at laws in this country, uh, and laws aren't like that. Laws are bending and moving. Laws are different for everybody. They uh, change. Every sentence is different, right? You see so many examples. Oh, you know, this... uh, you know, this person who barely committed a crime and it was complete like mistake got 20 years in prison. And this person who in cold blood killed someone only got two. Like you see that kind of stuff all the time. So it's proven that laws aren't that government does not do that. But religion does. It's the only thing that we've been able to figure out that's like immoving like that. Uh, so I think it's the big positive about religion is it provides a sense of a specific order and a, like and all that that not really anything else can provide. That's the big benefit. But the negative comes on the other side of that same coin. This, the, the biggest negative is religion is it's positive. The biggest negative is that it isn't moving. And since it's immoving, it very easily becomes outdated. We look at Greek mythology, it seems insane to us. It's laughable. Like it seems like a soap opera, like days of our lives. And it's not that far off to where way a lot of things are now. It, it's very easy. I mean, you see a lot of the younger generations are increasingly atheistic, increasingly against Christianity because Christianity is very recently in a lot of ways, a lot of its teachings have fallen out of the public eye. The most glaring one is the gay rights movement. Um, I'm not trying to get political here, so I'm not going to go into it too much. One of the biggest examples of this is that if like any like hardline like Christian is going to say that like whether or not they support, some of them say, you know, I don't support gay people at all. Some of them say, I support them as people. I'll vote for them, but I think it's a sin. Anyone that's really, like most people on that spectrum there that are religious, not everybody. I know a lot of people that aren't, but a lot of people that are that true, old school, traditionalist Christian are going to say it's a choice. are going to say that it's a sin just like anything else is a sin. Um, it doesn't make them bad people, but it makes them sinners just like the rest of us kind of thing. And that's where, like, you see a lot of young people going, like, okay, no, you guys are clearly crazy because it's not a sin. It's not a sin to just exist. Um, I'm not gonna put my personal perspective or opinion on that at all because I really don't feel like having that conversation in this episode. Um, but I think that's a really good example of like where things change. And I think that when re- religion is a, in today's society, we don't have isolated places anymore. So religion's not really. Well, I'm not gonna get there yet. So you see a lot of the rigidness of religion only works when it's isolated like that. In today's society, there's too many other factors for a majority of people to be swayed by one thing. There is too many other sources of information. There's too much. Th- there are too many things saying that being gay, you know, doesn't seem like it's a choice, or um, being gay seems like it's a, a mixed bag of different things. Which is, I is, I guess, it, there are enough different factors now to make a lot of that stuff seem almost laughable. And I think a big issue in um, Christianity is that so many people still push it literally, right? So for a lot of people, that literal push of like, oh yeah, these are stories that actually, you know, Noah's Ark really happened, Garden of Eden, real place, all these things are real, real, real. The more they push that realness, 
the more I think you're going to see younger people disagreeing with it because it's just a lot of people look at it as cartoonish and fake. Like there's no way there's a, a d- hell with a dude with pointy red, you know, uh, nails. <laughs> I don't know why I said nails. Pointy red horns, uh, you know, burning you in a cauldron. Like the more you show those kind of visuals as literal things, the more you're going to have people saying, no, this is crazy. I disagree with it. And the more, but I think the more you teach religion as a philosophy and a way of life of, okay, you should respect these people, treat these people as this. This is, uh, the Bible is a historical document that falls victim like any other historical document. It falls victim to, um, being a, a part of its time. So there's stuff in there. that's crazy. There's racist and sexist and all that stuff. But overall it is a document that explores, the idea of what it's like to be a human and what it's like to be a good human. The more you think of it like that, metaphorically and things, I think there's a lot more you can gain from it. Even atheist people. If you're an atheist, go read the Bible. You don't have to agree with what it's saying, but like, go read it. It's gonna, it's, it, I really do think it, like whenever I read sections of the Bible, excerpts or whatever, um, it teaches you things just like any other philosophical book does. Um, but I think the problem is people who are religious, it's since, because if you're religious, I guess I'm going to come to my like, largest view, not view, but like my, my, my biggest image when it comes to like the perspective of religion and why it's seen the way it is. If you're religious, it makes more sense than anything. If you believe in, if you believe in any religion, if you believe in it and you really think it's true, of course it seems like the only way. Of course you're like, duh. Cause if you don't live that way, you're going to go to a bad place. You're not going to succeed. It's religion is so cut and dry and is so black and white that of, of course you're going to push it. You're going to want everyone you care about to be a part of your religion. You're going to want everybody in the society to work that way. Of course, of course, of course. And that makes sense to me. And if you're not religious, of course you're going to think they're crazy as fuck. If you don't believe in any, if you don't believe in religion and you look at the people thinking they're going to get reborn as a, as a plant or an animal, that sounds like a crazy science fiction story. If you look at, uh, uh, religions like Christianity and stuff you look at oh there's some dude in the sky that oh if you're bad you go to the bad place that's literally a TV show called The Good Place I know it's based off Christianity but like it's, it's literally this is fiction right it seems like the craziest TV shows you can find on Hulu at like 2 in the morning and so I think that it's funny because both sides look at the other and go these people are clearly fucking insane because their views are so out there and so in unaccordance with the way things work but both sides think the same exact way they just are on opposite sides of the aisle um, I think that the, here on earth, people of science that look at science and say, here's why religion can't work, have an upper hand. Because based on the tools we have on this planet, and they might be our only tools, no one knows what happens when we die. If we die and there's nothing else, those are all the tools we have. If there's more, then there's going to be more tools that we don't have here. But given the tools we have on earth with this consciousness, they have an upper hand because you can prove more being non-religious than you can being religious because when you're when you're non-religious the argument is look at this look at this this is a this is b this is c this is why this doesn't make sense this is why this has to be wrong this is why this has been disproven blah 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 blah. blah. if you're religious your only argument is wait just wait the only argument is wait wait till you die wait and then when i'm right you'll see and so I think that's the problem with faith. It's why I respect people of faith a lot more, especially in today's day and age. Young people of faith, I respect them more than anybody else because young people are very vicious, especially on the internet, and young people are very anti-religious. A lot of young people, I see it in a lot, like academia and college and the internet. A lot of people are like, if you're religious, you're dumb. Um, I once dated the person, I had the misfortune of having this interaction with them. Um, they told me the thing that they thought that all religious people 
well, like inherently a little stupider than people that were atheist. Because if you, be- if you, if you are, if you really truly believe in a God, something control, you're clearly, there's something about you that's a little dumber than, than her. She was atheist, right? Um, to which I responded, my mother, extremely intelligent woman of science, right? She's an extremely smart person, right? Uh, I said to her, I said to my girlfriend, I said, you think that you're smarter than my mom. And she like nodded, didn't really know how to respond to it. Uh, that's the most personal anecdote you're going to hear on this show. Um, but that's where I think that like pe- some people are like that. Where they think if you're religious, you're an idiot. I hate that because honestly, there's equal chance there that the, re- the religious people are r- right versus non-religious people. Um, but I think that there's enough people like that out there that I really do support and like really feel like I really respect anyone that's willing to openly preach faith at this age. All the kids in the, like the religious groups at school and stuff, like good on them because you inherently receive a lot of negativity from people who don't agree with your religion. A lot of people like, get offended personally. Um, I don't know if it's because of all the societal things you see, all the things you see on the news and all that, but it's caused this culture of like, there's this guy on my college campus who's a Jewish guy who on Jewish holidays and around them, he goes around and he'll like do prayers and like talk to people and like have all these symbols and stuff. I don't, I don't know a lot about Judaism, but he does a lot of like traditional religious symbolism and speak and song and things like that. And he'll walk around campus and it, I'm a very Jewish campus. He'll walk around campus and he'll do this. Some people love it. And they're like, other people like get really uncomfortable. You see them looking or laughing or like whatever about it. And I like really respect him because he's walking around a campus of people 20 years younger than him trying to like in a very happy and positive way spread what he believes to be truth. And to me, that's a very noble thing to do. And a lot of people are just going to give you crap for it. I love it. Whenever it comes up to me, I always talk to him, uh, try to learn a little bit about the religion and all that. Um, I think that many people see religion as a negative, And I don't, I think that's wrong. It's been around for a very long time and it's been very helpful. And there are more people doing good on the side of religion than doing bad. Um, I think that it gets skewed both ways a lot just because you see only all you see is the bad or whatever. Um, but at a basic level, most people are just trying to live the best life they can and pre and, to, and preach what they think is correctness. I do it. I do it all the time. Everyone does it. The only difference is people say, oh, you're religious. You're part of this little cult that preaches it. You preach your crap all the time. Anything that you believe in, you preach, and it's the same kind of thing as religion. You're preaching your views, your philosophies and values. Uh, so I think, it's, uh, I think it's misled, and it's unfortunate that people that sit there and look and scoff at religion um, or the religious people that look there at this other, at the other side and say, I refuse to, I have people I talk to all the time that are older that are religious and like some people I talk to, like just refuse to even debate it, question it, anything. And I feel bad for those people too. Anyone that can't question their opinions and grow from that, you're missing out on the best part of living. Um, this is getting a little off the topic of religion, so I'll apologize and try to get back to it. But I think that that's something to think about. Like, whatever side of the aisle you're on on this, like, it's more important and it's better for you to, it's better for you to listen and learn as opposed to disagree. Because if you disagree with a person, both people are going to walk away saying, okay, the religious guy is going to say, nope, sorry, she doesn't care. I don't care that about her. Like, she doesn't want to listen to me. I don't care. And the non-religious girl is going to say, this guy's just religious. I don't have to. And both people are going to walk away knowing as much as they came in with. Where if you listen, maybe you learn something. Oh, this non-religious person says, oh, I never thought about this that way. And the religious person says, I've never questioned my religion like this before. And, and, you, and you grow from that conversation more than anything else. Um, so I think that, I guess here at the end here, I wonder if this will be closing or not. But 
I think that religion needs to change because religion in the way that it exists now, it has worked the same for thousands of years. And for a majority of that time, we lived in a isolated countries, right? And so each isolated country had its own religion or like maybe you shared a religion, but it was your own, your own version of it. And it worked well at that time. But nowadays we don't live in a countries anymore. We live in a world. We live in a place with uh, multiple, like it, it's no longer like the United States versus Germany versus Canada versus China versus Brazil. No. It is now, we live in a world. And unless you're in like North Korea where you can't, North Korea is like the one of the only places where it's like, okay, completely isolated. The people have no access to the outer life and the outer life has no access to their people. And it's not working very well for them. We'll, I guess time will tell. <laughs> North Korea doesn't seem to be having it figured out. Most of the places, you see other people's opinions. You see other people's beliefs. And so having religion the way we have it now is kind of ineffective because religion is a tool to unify. Like you need a unified people to have a to have a religion and we don't have a unified people no one agrees on anything we all have different opinions no one is really content with the way things are right now so in today's society the only religion that's going to work is going to be a religion that breaks the mold of how religions work and views things way more openly because most religions now say if you don't have this set of thinking you're not going to work and increasingly people have different sets of thinking with the coming you know with the internet and with uh, a lot of the, this not deborderization, but there's a lot of just like, there's a lot more dissemination of ideas between cultures. The more you see of that, the less religion is going to be effective because there's going to be, there's so many factors that push against or uh, against one way of thinking that religion is going to become obsolete. If you disagree with me, look at almost any religion in the world right now. More churches than ever are closing, synagogues closing, mosques closing. I mean, it's not, religion's not growing. It's stagnating. And so I think it needs to change the way it, it, it's seen. Behind not closed doors, but like privately, faith can be addressed however you want. You can take things literally or, or, or non-literally. But if churches want to survive, if religion as a function and as a industry wants to survive, it has to adapt and it has to become more open, more modern, looking at itself as a philosophy as opposed to like, fuck you, this is the answer. Um, so I want to add more. I'm going to add more. I'm going to add a lot more to this podcast. But I guess that's this is my... Uh, like, you know, once through on religion. Um, so thank you for listening to me ramble. I know this was a really rambly episode. I really do apologize. I hope you stuck with me and you learned something today. Um, this is the first, so I'm a little rusty. I have not done this in like three months, but this is the first of hopefully a weekly show that I'll be doing all summer long. So thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for being curious about religion in its positive, negative, or both ways. And I hope that you tune in for the next episode of the Nightcap Podcast. <laughs>